That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Approximate Podcast live stream. We are live it's on... It's behind us. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's uh, November 27th, 2016, and I'm here with a person you recognize from the rest Hello. of our podcast, Diva Powers. We did How y'all doing? There you go. We <laughs> did one last night with Orion, and now we're doing one with Diva. It's just the way it goes. So, uh, we have some things to talk about. It's going to be a little loosey-goosey, but uh, we're angry tonight. Angry, yes, Motherfucking, we, we just went over a big fucking uh, conversation over a nice big meal, and we're all riled up. Diva, what angers you right now? <laughs> um, right now, like this second? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Not much. I mean, you know, child murder in Darfur and whatnot, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's always such a loaded question, too. What makes you angry? Well, I can tell you what we've been angry about, what we were talking about during our dinner. We can talk about that, sure. Yeah, uh, we were talking about um, weakness, by and large, weakness. Yes, and how there are people in the world who will let people talk shit to them, stare at them, be ugly to them, especially like in a public place, like a restaurant or a grocery store or wherever. Oh, you're and on a tear. Go. They will let people do all that shit, and they won't say anything. They won't, they won't look at them weird. They won't say nothing to them. And then they'll get back home on Facebook and be like, I was in the store. And this guy said something to me, and it was horrible. And he was staring at me, and he wouldn't stop. And I felt unsafe. Well, you know what? That's when you say, you got a fucking problem? Hello? Like, why are you fucking staring at me? What? I got shit on me or something? Like, you got to stand up for yourself. You have to say something. You absolutely do. Uh, I was uh, talking to you a little bit ago about how I've encountered these kind of people uh, on social media. Um, I don't know a lot of these people in real life because I guess I just don't associate with that kind of people. But online, yeah, I get some people coming my way. and There are... I can name like five examples. Now I'm not going to put anybody on the don't spot. Don't put them on blast. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to blast anybody. But there is a, there is definitely a kind of person out there that complains about their station in life, and rightly so. Or the way other people treat them. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, and. And there's there's this like kind of victim mentality. Let's say let me just pick uh, one example. Now again, I won't name names, but let's say a trans person makes a lot of posts about being out in the world, and all that they talk about is they how- misgendered me, and I was at this thing, and this guy stared at me all fucked up for like two hours. It's sob stories all day long. It's sob stories all day long. Oh, uh, I was at a restaurant and I was sitting there and these group, there's, there was this people at these table and they, they fucking, uh, they were just staring at me. And I was trying to eat my salad and uh, and I kept looking up and, and this group of people, they were just staring at me and it made me feel really bad about, like my self-esteem was hurt oh, and oh. I couldn't, and it's just this poor me shit. And... All I, I immediately react to these people, and I say, uh, "Dude, why don't you look up and stare them in the eye, make them uncomfortable, and say, dude, what, what? Do you have something yeah, to you say? You got a fucking problem? You got a problem with me? To, like make their lives uncomfortable. And, why and nine should, times out of ten, like why should they have the normal life? The difference between them having a happy life and you having a happy life is you saying something. They're the asshole. They're the piece of shit. So it's your job to let them know that they're the piece of shit. And you know what happens when I make that suggestion? These motherfuckers come back to me and they say, "Well, it's I don't I don't." Well, but I don't want to be that kind of person. What do you mean that kind of person? Oh, a happy person, a person that isn't fucked with. That That's, all goes to the societal perception of aggression and females, I'm telling I you. I think it's shittier than that. And maybe this is me being wrong. But I think, like in this particular example, I think that uh, when they say that, they they think that, uh, let's say it's a trans person. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 
they think that being submissive is a part of the game, so they can't say anything back to the people that are making them uncomfortable because uh, that's what it means to be a woman in their completely misguided view of what being a woman is. In my opinion, a lot of especially male-to-female trans people tend to have an idealized female form, an idealized female personality in their head of what they're eventually aspiring to become. And a lot of those ideas are shaped by pornography or, you know, celebrities they see in the news. And so they have these unrealistic, you know, ideas about what a woman is, you know, uh, uh, Crazy makeup and crazy hair. Right. Completely misguided. None of those things make a woman a woman. None of that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so there's absolutely no reason. I think there are people that are so, like, malformed (laughs) that... That they put all of their being into a surface level, like they think that's what's gonna—that's what equals happiness. Yeah, if the, if the they surface do, is good enough, people will like me, and my life will—and that will take care of all the problems. They yes. never realize that you have to be a person first and foremost before you ever before gender is even a thing yeah, in your brain. Because. Without gender that. is shit. Gender doesn't mean nothing. It's arbitrary and it's it's it means nothing. That's icing on the cake of being a human. Yes. But you have to be a good human first. And so maybe maybe it makes sense to me now that I've said that that people that don't stick up for themselves are people that simply never paid attention to being a good person first before they ever thought about what gender means to them. Well, and the whole thinking that they're going to find their fucking save the, the, their salvation through gender. Some people are really brought up with manners too, like, and they think that oh, if I say I'll give you that, I'll if give you I that. say something in public, it's we live in the South. That's a ugly, good point. And you know, I shouldn't act like that. And that's you know, going to their level. Fuck yeah, go to their level. Go to their level and shut it the fuck down. Like, bam. I think as again, the, <laughs> I, I'm I'm presupposing. You know, I, I'm I'm saying where I come from because I'd like to think of myself as a well-rounded person ever before I consider my gender. I, I really do think gender is just a nothing thing. Uh, it matters to me as much as the clothes that I wear or, you know. But it doesn't, it doesn't make you who you are. It doesn't make me who I am. It's a thing for myself. Yes. And not how it's, I'm not doing it for society. I'm not I don't do any of the gender shit that I do in order to make other people happy. Fuck. Yeah, them. that's ridiculous. That's just my own fucking private trip. What I want people to see is who I am as an actual person. Well, that never happens though. It does if you're forefront about it. It does if like I don't get a lot this is why I don't get picked on. Nobody picks on me. I don't get a lot of bullshit because what people see is a firm handshake. I look them in the eye and I got strong things to say. I got smart things and opinionated things to say. I'm like a a well-formed person. But you don't ever come up against that thing of like as being perceived as female by society. But the thing is that your smart things and your interesting things and your assertive things are things that people essentially don't care about. Because you're a female. Because no, it never happens. Because here's the way people work: people will see through all of your bullshit so long as you are a, a confident person. True. So long as true. you're a confident person, confidence speaks volumes yes, over it does. all the makeup you could wear. No matter how you do your hair or what dress you're wearing or if you're a dude, same thing. Or if you're in between or non-committal, it doesn't matter. None of that's surface level shit. The confidence is what does Your life is going to be bad. Your life is going to be better so much insofar as you are a confident person. People will forgive anything if they see a leader. If you are a leader of yourself, if you are confident in yourself and you approach the world with a fucking a, a sturdy handshake and you're looking people in the eye and you know what you're talking about, people will forgive anything. 
That's true. It's the whole, it's the whole, if I look like I'm supposed to be here, no one will question that I'm here. Absolutely. So I never get fucked with. And I'm not, I'm like a seven. In tranny world, I'm a seven. I shouldn't pass. People should pick on me, but nobody ever does. But I'm telling you that. Because my personality, my humanity comes out first. And then everything else, the fake tits, the weird haircut, the weird ass clothes. I can't dress myself. <laughs> they, all that just becomes a quirk. You know, nobody picks on me because I go and I grab life by the balls. And all I try to tell these weak motherfuckers on the Internet is grab life by the balls first. Worry about your gender w- shit second because that actually doesn't matter. I was telling a friend of mine that just the other day. She was like, "Well, I'm trans, and how do I go for job interviews? And what will people think?" And, <laughs> and to me, and, that's a ridiculous sentiment. And I, I said to her, "I was like, girl, you put on your best clothes, you look in that mirror, you put on your makeup, you tell yourself you're a fucking queen, and you go into that fucking job interview knowing what the fuck you're talking about, and they're gonna give you a job." And that's like, the, well, that's the problem. This is why it's hard to reach out to these kids. Because all they care about is the makeup, the look, the hair, the dress. Because and they think they that's what's going to make with. them a person. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't and it at all. Doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Not You've got to be a, a good person first because a costume is just that. It's a, a costume. costume. Yeah. And oh, oh, shots fired. Did I offend anybody by saying, oh, th- well, th- feeling like a girl is a costume? Yes, because whether you're naturally born a girl, naturally born a boy, or somewhere in between, for everyone across all spectrums, it's all window it's dressing. It's all a costume. You need to be a good person first. Learn, read a book. <laughs> read a fucking book. Read a book. Read a book and, pre- and here's the thing. They say, oh, well, you're, you're just like, like there's people that are naturally just outgoing. Dude, yeah, I, I'll give you that. There are people that are naturally outgoing. But, but at the same time, anything that's worth doing is worth practicing. Even those outgoing people. You can people. practice being an outgoing person and just like practice with anything. It can, it's going. I guarantee, those, I guarantee you, it's going to suck. Even when those you start. outgoing people, it's going to start. It's it's going to suck when you start. But all you have to do is keep doing it. But even those outgoing people have and to look you in the will mirror become right and and build themselves up and and make themselves into that outgoing person. No, even even the most like comfortable. In social situations, person has times where they're like, I'm not feeling this. I don't want to oh, do this. Oh, sure. And self-doubt is very important. Oh, yeah. You need self-doubt to help. Am I really pretty or am I just totally delusional? And are people seeing horrible things this whole time and no one said anything? Like all that kind of stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Self-doubt is the uh, it's the stone that sharpens the knife. <laughs> you need to worry about people that don't have self-doubt. People that think they're the shit right out of the snatch. You know, those those are the ones you got to worry about. Self-doubt is great. Feeling low about yourself is fine so long as you're making an effort to progress. And none of this has anything to do with your gender. It's it's you saying, look, I don't feel good about my life. And what can I do to change it? What can I do to change it? I mean, that's you got to start from the bottom up. You know, you can't work from the top down. So if you feel that you have a problem, identify the problem. As soon as you identify the problem, nine times out of ten, I guarantee you, it's the way you interact with the rest of the world. Okay? So I'm not born with an outgoing personality. So how do I? You practice a little bit at a time. Fake it till you make it. Sure, that's the easy synopsis. But what you do is you just start by practice looking people in the eye. Nothing else. And people find don't that confrontational, to, though, sometimes. Fine. That's part of the pain of... of, of, of uh, Bettering yourself. Bettering yourself, yes. <laughs> Start with something small. You don't, don't try to be everything all at once. Confident people have a big game to talk. They know what they're talking about. They're educated. They know when to shut up. They know when to talk. They know when to talk about themselves. They know especially when not to talk about themselves. They understand social interaction. That's confidence, you know. Uh, having a good emotional uh, intelligence. 
Yes. You know? But don't expect to do all that all at once. Start with a very simple thing. Hey, I got a problem in my life. I'm not so confident. I need to interact better with the world so my world becomes better. What you do? Pick a thing. Pick anything. Arbitrarily. I want to look people in the eye. Spend a few weeks just going to the store and looking people in the eye. Right? Just do that. Once you feel you have that mastered, start working on how your posture. <laughs> start no, this is this is a real thing. Say, you know what? I kind of slouch. I kind of look down. I kind of avoid people. You know, start working on that. Raise your head up a little bit. Catch yourself when you're in a lumped over position and maybe arch your back a little back a little bit. You know, do these little things one bit at a time. Pick a project every few weeks and work on any little thing that detracts from being a confident person. And before you fucking know it, you're going to realize you're a happier person. Not because you magically made yourself happier, but because the way the world starts to interact with you begins to affect your life in a positive fashion. Go ahead. Also, though, like people are going to have shit to say no matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter. Any, there are always going to be people that have some shit to say. Oh, sure. There are always assholes. And, and you know what those assholes are comprised of? People that aren't taking the steps that you are to better yourself. The, you just have to, like, you know, not... When you see someone being ugly in public like that or someone says some fucked up shit in public or whatever, you have to call it out. You have to be the one to stand up and say, that's not acceptable. Don't fucking talk to me like that. You know... Back the fuck up because how and that's that's look, how I'm going to be change? fair. I'm going to be fair. That's hard for a lot of people, as stated before. That is hard for a lot of people. But again, this is one of these things where if you don't have a natural predisposition to being like combative like I am, if somebody stares at me, I'll make a scene. <laughs> but not everybody's like that. I get that. I understand that. But you can take little steps. So next time you're in a uh, position where somebody's staring at you and you don't appreciate it, don't shy away. You don't have to make a big fucking fuss. But what you can do is you can take your tray of food and you can move to another table. That's a statement. It's an easy statement to do. It's non-combative. But it lets people know that you recognize the situation and you're, you're taking action. That's... 90% of confidence is people recognizing another person that takes action. That's where respect is gained. And that's a little exercise. Take a little bit of action and you gain a lot of respect. And that's just that exercise. We haven't even talked about moving up to the next level where you look somebody in the eye that's goofing on you. And just through your eye contact alone, let them know that it's not cool what they're doing. You know, there's a ton of little things that you can work on one step at a time to make yourself not a victim. I think you just have to go out there and be who the fuck you are and live your life. And, like, if someone wants to say something, say something back. Do something back. That's easy for people that are already like that. I'm trying to reach people that don't have that kind of confidence. It can, what my main point is, it can be built so long as you're willing to practice. I'm a great bass player, but on my first day, I was not. It took a lot of little steps over the course of 20 years to become a bass player that I can feel confident playing in any band or taking on any project. It didn't come easy and it didn't come fast. And you, those same Kind, that same mentality applies to being a confident person. You don't have to be awesome all at once. You just have to take little tiny steps if you're not satisfied with how you interact with the world. It's all about confidence. I always feel like it's other people that have the fucking problem anyway. Because, you know, I'm... Well, that's a cynical way of I'm looking not, at the world. I'm not bothered if you want to talk your shit and point and stare and what the fuck ever. I've been to middle school. I'm over it. Like... Well, the thing, <laughs> is, the thing is about villains in your life, it's, I said it before uh, about 10 minutes ago or so. Um, 
the kind of people that treat you like shit are the people that aren't advancing themselves the way you know you ought to. Or the people that see you You, in fact, when people are picking on you, you get violent, uh, aggressive types in your life. You shouldn't be afraid of them. You should pity them for not having the wherewithal to fix their lives to where they wouldn't be that way. These are people with problems. You know, they're not they're not right for picking on you. They don't have uh, uh, like a, a natural upper hand for being aggressive shitheads. They simply don't know any better. Yeah, but I don't and they have don't to. they lack the self-awareness to improve their lives. You know, that you should feel bad for them because they don't know how much their lives would be better if they took the steps that you're willing to take. Well, they're garbage people. So they don't care what they yeah, do. I know, and it's fun for a punchline and I love it for comedy. I love the word garbage people. But you have to take a little you have to have a little bit of empathy. To realize that, look, this asshole's picking on me, but the reason he's picking on me is because he's not even trying to be a better person. If he was a better person, he would be like everybody else who's not picking on me. There are people, though, that see you being yourself, and they're jealous of that. They want they want to be something that they're not, or something that they want to be, or whatever, and they're scared to do that, and they see you doing what you're doing, and that makes them angry, because they can't do that. They can't be comfortable with themselves. Oh, they sure. Can't. That's that's a de- that's that's an angle that exists, but I don't think, by and large, that that's the majority of people. Uh, you'd be surprised. I get grown women that come up to me in the store all the time, and they're like, oh, I love your purple hair. You know, oh, it's so pretty. I wish I could have hair like that. And I'm always like, you wish? Like, what? Is there some law I don't know about? Is your husband going to hit you if you get purple hair? Like, what's going on? Why can't you do that? Of course you can do that. You know? I I don't get why people stifle themselves like that. I just do not understand that at all. Well, that's because you're not empathizing with them. Remember, ev- not everybody is you. Why would you do that, though? That's it, such a uh, miserable, well, shitty way to let's live. Let's get beyond complaining about it. Let's get beyond complaining about why people who we perceive as weak are weak and do something to help them, which is everything I've been trying to say during this past, what, uh, 22 minutes. Well, that's why we got I, the counter right here. That's why I tell them, you know, you can do that. You can. The, you can. There's but, no rules. But if you, you really want to help, look, you're already confident. You're good with you. You have some things you know you need to work on, and you're going to do that. You have a predisposition to doing that. So instead of goofing on a weak person, recognize the problem and then help without judgment. And I think that's the thing that uh, people, when I try to do that, I I think my approach is bad. Because I'm really aggressive about telling people that they need to stick up for themselves and it turns them off because by their very nature, they're not aggressive people. And so whatever lessons I may have to teach are lost. They're lost. Oh, Oh. no, it it happens. Don't worry about that. Um, And so that's something I know I need to work on. Because I can't do any good in a world where I think I have it all figured out and you I'm, need to you need to learn the Oprah hey girl let's have a talk you need to learn that kind of feeling when you when you help people Oprah's a cunt and I want to stab <laughs> her in her face she can eat all the bread she wants though <laughs> she's got she got a point system she's I'm kidding good. I don't know from Oprah I don't she'll I get don't us have she, an opinion about she her. knows all and sees all she will get us um, sorry Oprah. <laughs> Don't hurt me. I still love you. She sees us. She knows exactly what we're doing right now. That's right. Oprah, she is YouTube. Oprah sees and knows all things. She really does. Yes. You should actually. We should shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, we actually do have some people in the Ooh, chat room, okay. so I'm gonna read some of these questions and comments. Yeah. Sorry, comments. Uh, we've been on a tear. We do know that you're here. We are going to read your things and respond to them. Yes. So let's uh, let's pick a first one. Uh, we have oh Abby Watkins. Uh, she was in the room yesterday. And, okay. Hey uh, Abby. So, yeah. Say hi to Abby. Um, 
Abby Watkins, first thing I want to uh, do right away is um, I need your Twitter account because I tried to talk to you today on the Twitter thinking I knew your name and I hit up a completely different Abby and, <laughs> and, and that Abby was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's Who talking are about? you? And I completely embarrassed myself. So give me, if you have a Twitter account, uh, go ahead and type it in the chat room and I'll add it, I'll add you to my list. Um, What's our question? But Abby says, uh, let me, she's spoken up a little bit. Let me pick a good one. Hold on. Give me just a second. Say some stuff while I look. So, (laughs) I don't know what to say. Oh, well. Sing the song. I'm not going to fucking sing. That is ridiculous. Patently ridiculous. Who's your favorite singer? Um, Not Britney Spears. How many people are in the chat room? Uh, I would say, while I'm trying to pick out a question, um, it looks like there are about, well, I can see, hold on. We got an official number. Yay, official number. We got five watching right now, but that doesn't account for all the ones we ignored while we were (laughs) gabbing. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, I'll tell you what, instead of reading through all these, mm-hmm. because they're going to be relating to things we spoke about minutes ago, uh, Abby, give me a brand new question, and Shanna's back in the room. Hey, Shanna. What you doing, girl? Shanna, also give us a question. Uh, so glad to have you guys back. You guys were wonderful yesterday during our kind of impromptu uh, live stream. Glad to see you guys back. So, while we're waiting for their uh, questions and comments, Yay, um, what else? Uh, we, were, we were just, like, really, really mad about that. And I'm, I'm really... <laughs> I We were feeling our feelings. Yeah, I'm really, really upset about not being able to reach out to people the way so they like need to. to be reached out to. You know, I, but that's the horrible thing. People don't necessarily agree when you're like, "Hey, mm-mm. I think you should make yourself better." No, I have good things to say, but I'm not saying them the right way, and I'm losing people. People are putting me on block list and muting me because I'm not getting, I'm not taking the way they are into account, and I'm not putting myself in their shoes, even though I know they need help. I know. Like, you can tell by their age and what they're saying, that they what position in life they are. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, dude, no, I've been there. I know how to Let help. Let me help you. But I'm saying it way too aggressively, and I'm not reaching them. I'm shutting them off before I ever get to help them. And so I think that's really what's upsetting me a lot these days, is I need to refine my approach. Um I'm serious. You you gotta you gotta learn that more conversational sort of girl. Let me tell you, kind of thing. Yeah, it's really easy for me to like be informal in front of friends, family, and fans that have gotten to know me over the years. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, kind of created a bubble by doing that, and I feel like I can talk that way to everybody. <laughs> but it only works with friends, family and fans, you know. Yeah. I my approach doesn't work outside of the comfort zone I've created for myself, and that's a thing that I feel I need to work on. Well, I think everyone's guilty of that to a point though. Oh yeah, it is. And if we could all recognize that that's a problem and to be able to get past that, I think the world would be a a better place. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, people understood each other. Yeah, the world would be a better place. But there are people in the world that are just there in the end analysis. They're going to be left behind. They're not going to be on the right side of everything. And in the end, no one will care what they thought or what they did at all because they're horrible and stupid. So, well, Shanna's chiming in here and uh, she's chiming. I just said chiming in. She's... uh, (laughs) She's doing exactly what we asked, which is to pose a new question or comment uh, to where we can see it in real time. So I'm going to respond right away. Okay. Uh, Shanna says, well, the worst way to try to get people to do something is to start out uh, telling them that it's their fault or that they are responsible for this or that. Uh, and I totally agree. I totally agree. Because I, like, I come to people... I'm, 
what I suffer from is what everybody suffers from when trying to talk to another person they're not familiar with, and that is we put our experiences, we we project, project our we project our experiences onto people who aren't us. We assume they already know the things that we know. No, why don't they so, know that? So why should you have a problem? I got it figured out. Why don't you have it figured out? And that's a really shitty way to be. That's a really yeah. shitty way to be. Because you don't. There's 7.5 billion people in this world. And you, me, you, Ada's in the room, but she's not on camera. Uh, we are all completely living inside our own heads. And there's no way. Well, and we have the luxury of being able to do that here. There, you know. We live in America, and we have the luxury of doing that. There are people that have to get up and think, what garbage am I going to scourge up today to feed my children? Like, they don't get the luxury of being stuck in their own heads. Right. No, you're absolutely, yeah. There's they a have lot other of people, shit to do. Yeah, this should all be prefaced by saying these are really kind of first world shitty problems. <laughs> um, but if it's in the... Um, if it's in the vein of trying to help even first world people be better people, then I'm, I'm for it. You know, I have nothing to say about people that are just trying to survive. You know, I've been in that position where I'm just trying to survive. It really shows and you identity and uh, like uh, existential problems are not my bag. <laughs> but now I'm in a I'm in a place where I can address existential problems, and so that's what we're talking about today. Um, Superficial is much easier. <laughs> Superficial is easier. It is much easier. But it's a lot more boring. We can't make a podcast out of superficial. But I could just turn on Top Model and eat popcorn, and I don't have to think about anything. Like, that's attractive to me. Because reptile brain. <laughs> right. You know, Tyra Banks is definitely reptile brain. Like, yeah. Absolutely. But um, but here's the thing. I, I said that... Uh, we're all individuals. It's very hard for us to get inside of other people's heads and treat them with that kind of respect, you know? Well, you can never truly know someone else's struggle. But on the other side of this double-edged sword is the fact that we are all human. We are all sprung from the same we biological material. Generally, people's brains are wired, like on a base level, to a, a certain way of existing. And that does give us the uh, ability to empathize. And so I think the hard part is not necessarily, it's, it's being able to take a step back and say, look, instead of attacking this person and, the, and their problem head on with my own experience, let's start from the base level. Let's start from where we all agree. And then work our way up to the advice and help put good into the world. But then there are situations where the that problem with that is, is it takes effort and nobody likes effort. And well, that's but, why we're screwed. But you're asking someone to turn to someone that has, say, slighted them in some way, be it, you know, sexism, racism, whatever ism you want. OK. And you're asking that person who's had that done to them to then turn around, forgive that person that just did that to them. Right. And then go out of their way and comfort zone emotionally to do something to help make that other person better. And I think that's a big big ask like that is a really oh big it's ask. a huge ask and like, mostly what i'm saying is i'm talking to a demographic of probably 25 to 32 anybody above that age already they don't this whatever i'm saying doesn't apply to them because they've already figured out uh how to chillax <laughs> how to not care not necessarily not care, but how to approach with a more uh, adeptness. Uh, they realize what things in life are really worth getting that upset over. <laughs> I think a lot of this is a matter of age. And once you get past a certain age and you've gone through the kind of problems, you know, I, I, by and large, the people that I'm talking about that I interact with online that have problems that I want to help out with will eventually find the answers themselves just through living. I think what I really <laughs> want to do is give them a head start. You want to you save them that shit that you went through yourself? Yeah, I didn't have anybody like me when I was yeah. their age. You know? And... 
what's like my friend Junior? I'm like his gay abuela. And, and, and maybe it's a shitty, like, uh, before we went on air, maybe it's a shitty Jesus po- complex. You no, know, but you just want to, you just want to save someone the grief that you went through and you right. see the situation and you're like, I know this, I know this, I know this. And you want to tell them because you want to help, but they don't want to hear that. Right. You see the, uh, yeah, you see him in the line of fire, and all you want to do is say, dude, just move to the left a little bit. Just, just like, duck, duck. But I'm saying it in such a way to where they block me, <laughs> and that's what I got to work on. I can't help anybody out until I learn how to be until a better person unblock myself. You. Like, the problems in life... Like people being aggressive towards me, like that shit I got figured out. I don't have, I don't need anybody's advice for that. I got that shit down pat. What I need advice on now, at this age, at thirty-seven, is interacting with others, is too. figuring out how to refine how I uh, engage with other people. That's a thirty-seven-year-old problem. The twenty-five-year-old <laughs> problems, I got them. Yeah, those are, those are easy. Now I want to give other 25-year-olds advice. Ah, but think when you were 25 years old, you didn't want no advice from nobody. I know, but no, but well, <laughs> that's not true. But that's not true. If someone had been like, really, no, you can't do that. That's wrong. You shouldn't do oh, that. Oh, sure. I was always rebellious, and I've always, and to this day, I still have a problem with uh, uh, authority. Authority, yeah. <laughs> B- but... At 37, I'm a lot more willing. Remember, I I know the lessons of the 25-year-old. Now I can take in information. But if I was 25 <laughs> and somebody came to me with the proper information in the right like, in the right way, in the right approach, I would definitely listen. No. Look, I've had influences at 25. You'd have been like, they don't know. They're not me. They're not living my life. They don't no, know what I'm going no, through. No, they no, don't no, know no, 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 I would, I would definitely listen to people that had something to say to me at 25, but they came in the form of musicians. They came in the form of what I took from pop culture. Uh, they came in the form of people the writers and the songs the songwriters they're all older than me they are the 37 year olds they are the 40 year olds they are the 60 year olds that have it figured out and have approached me through their medium and it was able to reach me that's what it took to reach me at 25 but I'm, you know, I'm not big in any of those things. I am a musician. I am a podcaster. I am a personality online. But I don't have enough pull to where that's enough for a 25-year-old. So what I need to do, what I need to do as a person is figure out how to uh, uh, approach as a person. Because I can't rely on my media to help a 25-year-old alone in and of itself i find that humor is a great gateway towards speaking to people that might initially be hostile to what you have to say if you can get them to relax enough to think something's funny then like they're receptive at that and that's another problem that's another problem with what i got because i think i'm approaching people with humor when i say some dark forward aggressive shit to try to help better their lives do you put a smiley face jo- after it or say <laughs> lol or jk because that's how they it know. just seems that my jovial manner goes right over their head because my my sense of humor comes from a very pointed and nuanced uh, niche kind of place well and people people this is further uh, further reinforcing the fact that I don't live the life that everybody else does. So I need to take a step back from my own uh, self. Remember how we were talking about perfection and all that and how that's what pop culture is now? People are so ready to expect that what you're saying to them is negative and judgmental and that you're judging them. That's a good point. That they take it as that regardless of Yeah, because your everything intent. online is a fight. Yeah, snarkiness. There's and there's no fighting. The, yeah, there's no back there's no discourse. It's no. all as soon as you say something I'm that's right, even a wrong. little bit contentious, it it's not a trait of information. It is a battle of will yes i'm gonna write the thing that makes me right and you're gonna think i'm right when i post this god damn it (laughs) right exactly yes and we are going to keep talking until one of us doesn't talk and the one that the outlast is the winner is the winner and it's all about winning 
So that's a that's a whole other hurdle. You're the other day, right. I was on on Facebook and someone was saying something hateful to me, and I merely messaged them back, told them how what they said made me feel. Yeah, felt that that was not acceptable for them to talk to me that way, and you know that was that. And I didn't post anything else at all on that thread that person posted like four more times and then like 10 other people that are friends of mine on facebook jumped on the bandwagon dragging their shit through the mud and i thought you know what is the point of that what is the point of any of that i let that person know how what they said affected me and that it wasn't okay for them to talk to me a certain way and then i'm done why why do we need to go back and forth 50 times that's stupid you're absolutely right. And just to take a quick break for a second, um, I want to acknowledge the chat room because these people have been talking up a storm and we haven't acknowledged them. Hello, everybody. Um, but I see a lot of general consensus. Uh, let's see if there's anything that sticks out. Yes. Adolin B and Shanna... And Abby Watkins, I really, really appreciate you uh, being a part of the show. I know we're not reading your questions out loud, but I do see them. We and, are seeing yeah. them, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, they're, they're basically just adding on to what we're saying. And um, I, I'm glad that this makes sense to you. Thank you. We're uh, not totally crazy people. We haven't well, run them off. To know. Yeah, we haven't run them off. <laughs> uh, man, hey. How was your day? It was okay. <laughs> it was it was it was a standard day. <laughs> what does standard mean for all the people that don't know you, Diva? What's a standard day for Diva? Standard is pajamas and talk shows on my couch, maybe a trip to the store, and then like staying up late watching old black and white movies on my couch. Sounds like a good day. And yeah, it's a good day. I'm very privileged. I get to live a life where I can recover and I don't have to work and all that stuff. So I'm happy about that. Excellent. Excellent. My day was we did we had a special day today uh, for oh, the yeah. approximate podcast for the crew of the show and for uh, Ada. Uh, you know, I don't even want to say her last name. Just good friend of mine, Ada. Um and Katie, who, if you've been paying attention to the show, you've also seen her on the show. Hashtag pray for Katie. Yeah. Uh, she is our kind of behind-the-scenes person. She does a lot of our paperwork, and she's been on the show a few times. Uh, for all the crew, um, I put together a uh, a late Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, uh, she did. Yeah, and you can see pictures and videos of that on the Twitter if, uh, if it takes your fancy. Uh, but yeah, today was spent making turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and uh, all the trimmings uh, for for my folks today. I I had the privilege of being able to spend a very decent Thanksgiving with my family, and um, uh, I guess you did too to a certain degree. Uh, I got to spend Thanksgiving with a friend of mine, but like right. it wasn't like all the people that are most important in my life didn't have they had a Thanksgiving but maybe they didn't have the best Thanksgiving in the world and so I just wanted to do a little something extra so today was all about making a turkey and trimmings and having everybody over and getting along and sharing jokes and watch some stand-up comedy and then doing this the uh, podcast so today's been a very good day and uh, that's been my day <laughs> yeah that's it Oh, and drinking wine. And drinking wine. Hey, uh, j- speaking of which, where did I put it? Um, th- I'm making this a thing. I've been trying to for the past three podcasts, and I've been tweeting all about it. Um, I'm going to hold this in front of the camera. This here, what I'm holding in my hand is like bluish Poison. Thing. I don't know if you can see it or not. Yeah, it is poison. This is the uh, the approximate cocktail, the official drink of the approximate podcast. It's very simple to make. You go down <laughs> to your local corner store. You pick up a cheap bottle of Chardonnay. Okay, cheap, very cheap. Get a very cheap bottle of Chardonnay. Get some Woodbridge or something. <laughs> Eleven dollars for like nine gallons. Get that, and then you buy a bottle of uh, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty Blue flavored. Yeah, okay. the, it will say bling on the bottle. That's how right. You know. It's yes, it's very cla- it's very classy. It's classy. <laughs> and what you do is you take those two ingredients, you bring them back 
home and then you get a little tumbler glass like this. Has to be a tumbler. Absolutely. The amount doesn't matter. What you need is the ratio. You need 75% Chardonnay to 25% Mad Dog 2020 blue flavored. And there you go. You got the approximate cocktail. So if you ever see a live stream or it's a Monday and you're just checking out the uh, pre-recorded show... Get yourself a big old glass of this and enjoy it by classy people. Yes, and classy places. Drink everywhere. along to the show. It's a good <laughs> time, and yeah, hey, uh, take pictures of it. Make, make I'll tell you what. Make an approximate cocktail. Put your Chardonnay and your Mad Dog Twenty Twenty Blue flavored into a cup, and tweet it to us. Uh, yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. Absolutely, and we will feature. And we will pray for your kidneys. And we liver. will feature your con. Your, yeah, we will feature it. <laughs> we'll feature it on the show. Take a picture, and we'll put it on the show, and we'll name you and uh, promote whatever you got to promote. Because we're just that nice. Um, I think that'd be a fun thing to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Show us your cocktails. Um, <laughs> make deviations of it. Put your own little spin Ooh, on it. You want to put a little squeeze of lime? I'm scared of that. Yeah. You want to put a little bit of maybe you throw some Tabasco sauce in it? I don't <laughs> know what you do. Whatever oh, it is, that's horrible. Why would you do that? Do it and take a picture and send it to us, <laughs> and we'll feature you and your approximate cocktail on the show. So that's a fun thing. Um, and, uh, let's see if there's anything else in here on the chat room that needs to be addressed. I'll address it. Otherwise we will head out. We are at 45 minutes and that's a pretty good length. All right. Let's see. Uh, it was nice to see all you wonderful people. (laughs) Um, yeah. Shanna, uh, I'm seeing here. You say, uh, LOL. Not a chance. Horrible memories from high school. Elaborate on that because that sounds interesting. I'll address that and then I'll head the show out. Scandalous stories from your 20s involving Mad Dog Go. Uh, Shanna says length isn't everything. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for coming online. Abby Watkins. Yeah. Uh, that was what we drank. Shanna, Shanna, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Orange Jubilee, though. What was Ooh. it, Shanna? What was in Ooh, your that's drink? Rough. Shanna, what was in your drink? What was your What was your cocktail? Because mine's just wine and Mad Dog. What's yours? We're waiting for Shanna to answer. She can take her time. Mine's vodka and Sprite. Vodka and Sprite. So yes. that's that's a that's not a white Russian. That's that's milk and that's just vodka. alcoholism. That's, that's just alcoholism. That's just alcoholism. Do you have it? A Sprite and vodka, that has to be a drink of some sort. It's a, I usually, it's a vodka and seven. Oh, is that, it's just yeah. called that? Yeah. Very generic? Okay. Yeah. That's and sometimes fine. they'll say, you want Sprite? All we got is Sprite. And it's like, yeah, sure. It's a defiled Sherry Temple. Mm. Shirley Temple, I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> a white Russian is cream and vodka and some kind of uh, Kahlua. I thought. Oh really? Yeah, cream and vodka and Kahlua. Yes. Kahlua. I thought it was. I thought it was just two ingredients. Okay. No, vodka and milk is just a bad time. That's <laughs> all right. Okay. So Shanna says I drink Glen Le- uh, Levitt. Twenty years neat when I drink. Twenty one. Sorry. Oh oh, Glen Levitt twenty one neat. Yes. Okay, that's nice. That's classy for real. No, when I'm drinking like an adult, I am. <laughs> no, seriously, when I'm drinking like an adult, I am. Uh, Jack Daniels straight, shot at a time. Neat. Absolutely. I get that. Mixed drinks only. Ooh. Sorry. Adolin B says, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Adolin B says, rum chata. Um, Horchata and rum? It, yeah. Oh, is, sweet is that Lord. what it is? It's mixed. It's, like, it's really milky. Almost like a, it's like ice cream. It's, it's that, so sweet. It, it says like a, milky alcohols they have. That's what I like. It's like a it's like a girl drink drink. Oh yeah. Nice, nice. They taste just like I don't have I don't have a problem with the girl drink drinks. Uh, I definitely enjoy they them when I'm in the bar. They will get drunk. They well, will. They will. But like I like I like uh, I like to order like the specific things that each individual bar has, like a thing that they made up. Ah. Um. Here in Arlington, we have a gay club called the Eighteen Fifty One. Well, back when I was young, it was the Six. 651 club. Well, yeah, the 651. Yes. Right, and it turned into the 1850. But anyway, they had a uh, drink there, and it was uh, it was basically a buttery, a buttery nipple. 
mm-hmm. um, with a little extra alcohol, and they called it the uh, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to have those. The only reason I bought it was because I knew it was like their signature thing. I like signature drinks from particular bars. Um, I need the alcohol to burn so my emotional pain can, you know, <laughs> feel it. But the uh, the rum that Ada brought up, uh, I got to tell you, I can't do rum. And there's a interesting story here. <laughs> well, 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 you, I'll leave it up to the audience <laughs> whether or not it's interesting. But um, I was I was 21. And it was a New Year's party uh, for the turn of the... Uh, it was Y2K party. Oh, my. Yeah, it was that long ago. <laughs> and I was invited to a party. Uh, it was at a Hilton Hotel. Um, Ooh, double classy. Yeah, right here in Arlington, Texas. And I went to this hotel. The The party was run by my buddy Eric, uh, my guitarist in another okay, band. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, a little short, goofy Eric. He rented the hotel... And he bought all the alcohol, and he had a big, huge punch bowl full of all of the liquor. Oh, my God. It was a suicide of liquor. Why? Would, why? But because we're 21. But still. We're living it up. But still. But most of it was rum. <laughs> and because I'm an asshole, I, I get to the hotel, I get to the room, I barge my way in, and I see immediately, I see the punch bowl full of all the alcohol, and I think, I'm going to be a fucking stud, and I went right to the bowl, and I grabbed it, and I said, everybody look at me, and I, I drunk from the bowl. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Dumped it into my skull. Oh. And it was, oh my god, no, I should have died. Decisions. I should have died that night. I did, I did. I didn't walk away with alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I was uh, carted away with alcohol poisoning. <laughs> but the thing is, it was mostly rum. And from that point, I was so sick. I was on death's door. Yeah, I've been that drunk that I can't, To this day, all these years later, I can't even smell rum. That's why I can't do shots. Right. I can't even do it without going... <laughs> I can't do and it. And rum has that particular smell, too. It does. It has a very particular smell. So as soon as I get a whiff of rum, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, Same with yeah. Everclear. Oh, my God. I did six shots of Everclear back-to-back, and like I literally almost died of alcohol poisoning. It was horrible. So I totally understand what you're talking about. Uh, we got a... Uh, <laughs> So we got some comments here from <laughs> Adel and B, who is n- is not in this room. <laughs> uh, let's read the comments. It says, uh, "Let's see. I need a diet after my orchiectomy." Uh, Shanna says uh, she needs to schedule one. Uh, you need to schedule a orchiectomy or a diet. Uh, one's easier than the other. <laughs> I would say so. Yes. Uh, continuing until Shannon talks back. Shanna, uh, say, uh, it's awesome. Ask Jamie to talk about it. My thighs and butt are so gross. Oh, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Shanna, if you're talking about scheduling an orchiectomy, yeah, you're going to get all the girl fat in all the right places so long as you are taking your estrogen. Uh, the good news about an orchiectomy is that you get to stop taking uh, uh, t- uh, blockers. You get yeah. to stop taking the, uh, yeah. Spirolactin and all that sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. Um, but you will you will have to continue with the uh, estrogen. Not a big deal. Whether it's uh, pills or a shot, you know, whatever fits your fancy is fine. But getting rid of those balls, oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, you're, that's good news. One. You're saving your liver. Yeah. True. Jesus Christ, you're saving your liver. If anything, you should get an orchiectomy just because of the liver damage. Yeah, because um, st- those blockers are not friendly to your liver. Absolutely not. At all. And I drink way too much. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a drinker too, you don't want to do the blockers and your the liver drinking. liver going to die. Pick one. <laughs> Did you guys find a... Uh, um, there it is. Oh, what you got? Okay. Uh, yeah, so, Shanna, definitely schedule an orky. If, uh, is that easy to do here? or It's very easy to do here. I'm not yeah. sure where Shanna is. Hold on. Hold on, let me see. Shanna, Shanna, Shanna. Do, 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 do. Okay, first time streamers. Oh, Shanna, wait, okay. Hold on, Shanna, you got a... 
quote from Plano. So you're going to my doctor. You're going to Dr. Harris, aren't you? If so, are you in Texas? Or are you planning on making a trip out? <clears throat> Shanna, Texas A&M. I did not know that you were around here. That's Come pretty on, fucking A&M, cool. Come on, A&M, fish, yes. Hey, you go to Dr. Harris, you're in good hands. I've referred Dr. Harris to three other people, and it's been aces all the way across the board. He's also my doctor, so yeah, I vouch for him. It's good, it's good work, Dr. Harris. I did a weed doctor. If it would botch future SRS. If it would botch future SRS. Oh, oh, that's actually a very good question. Shanna, um, are you planning on going all the way? Let alone an orky, are you going to go all the way? Genital reconstruction. Absolutely, yeah. Are you going to go that way? This is, this is important because we got some uh, advice for you, depending on your answer. Yes, Shanna, you are going to go full SRS? No, no, you're not. So, yeah, it was for another thing. Yeah, it was for the Texas thing. Okay. Okay, well, if you're not going to go all the way, then definitely get an Orky. Oh, that was Abby that asked that. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Just Orky. Yeah, that's probably the way I'm going to go. I haven't made a, a full decision, but I'm leaning towards just Orky. And I'm old enough, and I, I trust my judgment enough to where I can safely say just Orky will be fine for me. Um, if it comes to a point where I ever want to go all the way, well, I'll simply do what grown-ups do. I'll save the money. And I'll do, do my research, take the time, and do what needs to be done. You mean you don't book that stuff off Craigslist? You know, I tried, and it didn't, it didn't turn out so well. They stuck a firecracker in my pee hole, and it's, it just didn't, didn't work. Yeah, I try to schedule all my surgeries on Craigslist because, you know, I want a good price. Yeah, you need a good price when it comes to uh, reassignment surgery or just, well, just about any surgery. You want to go to Craigslist. Yeah, and, uh, I need a new lung. I'm getting a good price on that shit, goddammit. I yeah. will not be built for money, no. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, I want, um, even though she's not on the air, we've been making jokes, but Adolin B is actually in, in the room with us. She's not going to take a mic. She doesn't want to be on camera, but do read her uh, her chat things because she knows what she's talking about. So if uh, Shanna or Abby or anybody else is, do listen to Ada. She's supplementing our on-air advice, so do be reading what she's typing. Um, we are at fifty-six minutes. I'm I'm gonna rein it in, and okay. I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give everybody one last chance to send in their questions and whatnot. Questions, comments, what and have we'll, you? We'll, yeah, we'll answer the last uh, the last batch, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's silent right now just because I'm waiting on a definitive last dude, question. Dude, dude. <laughs> I'm putting all of our chat room people on the spot saying, hey, come up with a good last question. Help us out. Abby says, thanks again, you too. Much appreciated. Oh, no. Hey, dude, Shannon, Abby, uh, thank you guys so much for participating. Yeah. Thank you we, for tuning in. Yes, thank you. And uh, you guys, you're a part of our Twitter. So when we go off the air, if you have other things you want to talk about, you just DM us or send a whatever. And you, we can keep talking off the air. But uh, yeah, as far as the show is concerned. That's it. Yeah. It. Uh, oh, hold on. We got Ooh. Shanna that says, well, do you meet fans? Well, of course. Yeah, of yeah, course of we course. meet fans. Of course we meet fans. As long as they're thoroughly vetted by my security, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, sh shower, shave, put a little uh, cologne or some uh, some vanilla scent on or something. You know, make yourself presentable. And, uh, you know, from our high tower, we may look down, point your way, and say, you, I choose you, and we'll meet you at uh, fucking Applebee's. And it will be the best day of your life. Guaranteed. We're that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think the kids are done listening to us, and I think we're done talking. So we're going to wrap up the show with an official closer. Um, everybody, 
you've been listening to the Approximate Podcast. This one's a live stream. Uh, you can hit us up at 817-673-3704. That's 817-673-3704. Uh, leave comments, messages, mostly text. Text is best. And we'll address your concerns, questions, and comments on the show. Uh, you can find us at approximatepodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. Just look up Approximate Podcast. And most definitely, and most importantly, you can find us on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Uh, YouTube, if you're looking at us here, then you already know where to go. Hit subscribe. That's the important Please. thing. Hit subscribe. That way we don't have to put on a Patreon account or a Kickstarter. The more people that subscribe, <laughs> the more money comes our way without you having to spend a dime. And that just makes the show better. And so that's America. Definitely subscribe. And if you're already a fan of the show, retweet the show. Share the show and tell other people to subscribe. Let uh, them know. Yeah, that's what a fan base is all about. We give you the stuff you like to listen to. You give us a little bit of money without having to give us any kind of money at all. Nice. Yep. So uh, that's it. Oh, you can also find us on SoundCloud, but uh, SoundCloud's not really doing anything for us, so fuck them. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Uh, bye. We'll see you later. Bye.